0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk sport,
1: Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic, botulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
2: For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
1: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.
3: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Time for Blue Monday. Designer. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich Town since 2015. This is a live match reaction show after Ipswich 3 Accrington Stanley Nil. And joining me is our man from the Northwest. It's Seb Brown. Another enjoyable. And fairly relaxing watch that said
2: it was wasn't it yeah professional and yeah did the job a job well done you, you you can't ask for more than three goals at home and a clean sheet to boot so the the great runners continued we we all sat here was it a month ago now after Sheffield Wednesday with these games coming up and said we pretty much need to go and win all of them. And Bristol Rovers aside, we have, that's now, what, four on the bounce, five clean sheets on the bounce. So we are hitting form nicely with these bigger games on the horizon looming. So, yep, job well done tonight. Professional performance, some players rested, and, yeah, good news all round.
3: Absolutely. And, of course, this is a, a live YouTube show, so let's say say hello to some of our viewers in the comments. Lee says, evening. Chris Horn. Has everyone got written permission from Wes Burns to be here this evening? Yeah, very good. Uh, Andreas Christensen, evening everyone. F- flim Flam, honky, hello honky-tonks. Hopefully this stream is more reliable than I follow, Seb. It wasn't at its best tonight, was it, despite um, fantastic co-commentary from Matt Holland?
2: Yeah, Matt Holland was excellent, but I'm going to need some help when we discuss the red card because mine completely froze and I, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see a replay, so I'll need some help with that one when we get to that part of the match.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Nathan Hall, presumably in much warmer climes. What a what a result evening all from Melbourne. I think we we talk about this every time, don't we? say when it's a home game, as as Ipswich fans that live in different parts of the country, these are the the evenings that you you miss living in Suffolk, aren't they? But maybe not so much tonight with the weather.
2: Yeah, Baltic was it. Minus one, I think, at full-time or something. It's a a night for Bovril, Long Johns. I saw the chat in the Telegram group beforehand, people comparing what they were going to be wearing to keep warm tonight. I I love night games. I can never go to them anymore if they're at Portman Road. I, I love games under the lights at Portman Road. Not a decent crowd, wasn't it? I know it's the rearranged mm. FA Cup weekend Burnley fixture, but 22,000 on a, a Tuesday night in League One against Accrington is absolutely outstanding, especially when you factor in stuff like the the weather. So, yeah, absolutely superb superb following, and I, I do miss those nights under the lights. If we get in the playoffs, what will it be? It'll be second leg will be under the lights at Portman Road, won't it, if we finish third. Mm. So I'll make sure I can uh, make a trip back for that one. Yeah, that'll be time to use up your annual
3: leave, won't it, seven? <laughs>
2: yeah. And just a breaking the... news. Plymouth have one, two, one. I've just had it on own here. To oh, keep I don't say honest, breaking
3: they... news. Breaking news <laughs> makes it sound like you're about to drop some big news there, so rather than... No, no,
2: they, they've won oh. two, one. So yeah, the, the gap is maintained, unfortunately, with a very, a very dodgy penalty decision, I'd suggest from the replays that I've seen.
3: Indeed. And I, Plymouth have still got Barnsley away at the weekend, haven't they? So...
2: Yeah, that's the kind of the last chance saloon. After that, as as Ben was saying on the on the flagship, their run does get pretty pretty routine. It's I think it's the likes of Forest Green and Accrington and Morecambe and stuff. So yeah, if they if they get through Saturday, I think come the final ten games of the season, they're in the home straight. So fingers crossed, Barnsley and, and Mr Norwood can do us a favour on Saturday. But obviously, we've got to go to, to to Bolton and produce ourselves. But after these you know this four game winning spell, the five clean sheets on the bounce, I think we go there absolutely full of confidence, don't we?
3: Hmm, We do indeed. And a bit of a selection headache for McKenna as well. Um, Nathan's piped up. It's freezing here, 15 degrees, nine o'clock in the morning. Yep, Cheers for that. Um, (laughs) Right, let's get into the the Ipswich team news and not the changes that we were anticipating, sir.
2: No, yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I kind of thought he might just simply go with, with continuity again. I guess we all thought Davis would be injured given the comments made after the game. So I think we kind of expected to see Greg Lee in the left-back position. He likes to rotate the strikers, doesn't he? It's rare a striker will start back-to-back games, especially in such such quick succession. And Luongo as well, you know, did he have it in him to, to start two games in four days? So yeah, I, w- I was surprised when the team sheet, sheet came out. Um, always happy to see Danasian get a game. I thought he was excellent tonight. Jackson, who we'll discuss as well, in for Burns. A lot of people have been clamouring about that recently. I guess that you know the relationship that Clark and Burns were building on Saturday makes it almost strange that they've both been rested tonight. When it's a no disrespect to Atkinson, but it's an easier chance, isn't it, to continue building that covalent bond as, as Harry used to keep saying. So I was a bit surprised see the right hand side completely changed, but. Always delighted to see Chaplin and Broadhead start. For me, they should start every game now. You know, we'll discuss Broadhead in a minute. Chaplin, not quite on it as much tonight as he has been recently, but those two should be the the first names on the team sheet for me going forward for the last 11 games because they offer such attacking threat. They're such good quality players. And um, and yeah, I guess Davis was the, was the big surprise that he got. Was it 60, 70 minutes in the end? That was a uh, an added plus.
3: Yeah, it was. Absolutely. And, and Chaplin, as you mentioned, maybe not quite at it tonight uh we'll get into that but just his presence at the moment is the in man in the league isn't he he just makes so much space for everyone else up there
2: he does yeah closing in on 20 for the season on 19 now isn't he so he's desperately wanting to become that first 20 goal striker since i assumed daryl murphy in the in the playoff season i guess and and yeah him, him and broadhead as you know two of the three behind the striker hopefully is how it will be for the whole of the season now because those two are such quality players when you when you see them on the on the team sheet you always think that you've got a chance i know we're the top scorers in the league but you always think you've got a chance to you know do something in the game offensively and and yeah two superb players and Chaplis has been in absolutely brilliant form recently He's hit form at a great time because he has these peaks and and troughs, doesn't he? We had it in sort of September autumn time where he was excellent and got a few braces on the bounce. Then he dipped a little bit in November October, and then he just looks like he's now started to come back yeah. into form for the running, which is can only be good news. Uh,
3: just quickly look at the Accrington team. I'm not sure who that fella is on the on the, the cover <laughs> of it, um, but yeah, Jensen in goal. Um, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not even. I'll, I'll run through the names: Clark, Longello, Sangare, Rogers, Presley. Presley was the big centre forward, wasn't he? he had Mancini yep. playing in Just behind him. him. Yeah, uh, he was quite lively, I thought. Uh, Martin Quirk, Keneally was the captain. He was getting getting a bit mouthy with Morsley towards <laughs> the end, but Morsley won that battle, didn't he? And uh, Fernandez. Um, so yeah, not many household names. No former Ipswich players in that lineup this time.
2: No, when you look at that side, if you think of the Accringtons in the past, you know, the sides that have kind of bullied us physically over the last couple of years in League One, you think of the like of Harry Pell, Matt Butcher, Colby Bishop, Sykes, the centre-back, they've all moved on, they've lost that, that spine of the team, haven't they? They've lost the goals from up front, that that horrible spine that would make the games really horrible to play in. You know, I remember Harry Pell at Portman road, just mouthing off to everybody and winding everybody up and they've kind of lost that experience spine down the middle. And I guess that's why they are where they are. Whereas in previous years, they've been pretty comfortable in kind of lower mid table this year. They're really, really struggling, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah.
3: You you can, you can see why Uh, Neil Perks says, good to see the front three staying the same. Um, I think there was a tweet Ripswich about that that the front three front three staying the same and I think that probably was because all three had such an impact on Saturday would have been harsh on any of them to to drop down. You said about Broadhead and and Chaplin wanting them to play every single game and why not? Um, it would have been easy to bring Hurst in tonight, wouldn't it? But I thought Ladapo had a decent game without scoring, didn't
2: he? I thought so. Yeah, the way he pins players is absolutely is absolutely superb. You know, he, he's he's really raised his game since the January strikers all came in. But it's a curious one now for Bolton because it would be rare for the central striker to kind of get three games on the bounce. You know, even before mm. Hurst joins, he was often dipped out a bit for John Jules when he was fit, Jackson occasionally. So it's a real strange one for Bolton now. I'm not sure what he'll do. Will he will he keep the Dapo broader than Chaplin as that? you know that kind of triangle up front and bring Burns back in or will, or will Hurst look to get a start I, I, I don't know I've, I fully expected Hurst to start today and then Ladapo to come back in on Saturday away to Bolton so it's a, it's yeah I'm not sure what he'll do at the weekend now it's a curious one but but great to see them building up that understanding and that relationship a, a little bit more he's, he's a decent foil for both Broadhead and Chaplin, isn't he you know he's so good at back to goal when he's kind of you know pinned his man and looking to lay balls off and, and Broadhead and Chaplin are like you know they're so, so advanced and they're so busy in that final third that they can sort of him really, really well and it, it worked a treat again tonight.
3: Absolutely and plenty for I think it's Rich and Joe isn't it uh, to talk about on the Bolton Wanderers pre-match show which I think they may be doing on Thursday at 8 o'clock.
2: Yeah, going live this week, isn't it? It's it's, it's going live. I, I beat Rich this week again in predictions, so I received a uh, a signed for letter to my house to say that my my services were no longer required on the pre match show. So it's Joe and uh, Joe and Rich doing it this week. Yeah, they're going live on Thursday to discuss all things Bolton before the big one on Saturday.
3: Yeah, I think it was actually just just resting resting the brain, as it were, for for you, Seb. A busy week for you on the podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so. Going into the match in quite a cagey first few minutes, um, we were quite clearly trying to get the ball in behind their left back for Caden Jackson, right from the word go, weren't we? And On 12 minutes, that plan pays off as we make it 1-0 and for the third home game in a row, just taking the pressure off the game a little bit by scoring early
2: it's exactly what we didn't do in these games earlier in the season when we found ourselves getting more and more frustrated and more and more wound up I mean you could see what Accrington were going to do obviously it's a very different game to Burton at the weekend they've got the the low block they're well organised you know the midfield sits deep the keeper was winding up a little bit taking his time over over the goal kicks the throw-ins were taking a while all the the dark arts that we sometimes struggle with were starting to come out, and the best thing you can do is is score early and just keep going. You know, we saw it with Morecambe, Forest Green, Burton. I guess at the weekend were a bit different because they didn't play in the, in the same kind of way. But against these low block sides that are time wasting from minute one, the, the absolute best thing you can do is, is is score early. And what a what a beautiful, great goal it was. You know, Loango picks up the ball in space and drives forward, and the the weight of pass that pass out to Jackson was absolutely superb, wasn't it? Into the right hand channel, Jackson doesn't have to break stride. he's he's already looking up to see where the the players are in the box and plays a lovely ball in and and broadhead is there is that four in four now i think at portman road four goals in four games and he's there to tap home and that's exactly what you want like i've just said you know if you can score early against these sides who are already time wasting from minute one then straight away you know you've won half the battle because you're forcing them to to kind of come out a little bit and it was yeah a a really really lovely well worked goal an absolute class from Luongo. he's been superb since he came in. We saw a couple of, you know, 20 minute, 30 minute cameos from him. But these these last two games where he started, he's excellent. You know, he he brings other players a little bit out of their shell. Morsey is playing deeper, but he seems to be playing with a lot more freedom given that he's once again got a more experienced partner alongside him. So we're getting more out of Morsey. Luongo never gives the ball away and that through ball weight of pass to Jackson for the assist was absolutely brilliant from him. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and it definitely wasn't the last good pass that we saw from Luongo in this game either, was it? Um, so, 21st minute, Ladapo uh, has, has his first sight of go as a header held by Jensen after fantastic play from Danassian, who was recalled to the team. Showed showed what he was all about in just, in just that one move there, Seb. Two, two tackles and then carries the ball forward so well. I actually think he was trying to chip the ball to the back post.
2: I um, did think on this that. Station. Yeah. Some I of
3: his, that some of his final ball wasn't great. Yeah. Um, but just such an asset, these fullbacks, aren't they? We've got four excellent fullbacks and it's never a huge drop down in quality. Um, but yeah, how good to see Janoi Denasien just slotting back in there like he hadn't been away.
2: Yeah, great to see. I, I didn't expect him to start. I assumed Clark Mike. would still would still be the the, the, the right back. And yeah, it's a, it's kind of a crunching tackle that wins the ball in the first place and the ball stays in on the touchline. He then tackles again and then he, he's through his and he ends like you. I thought he was trying to find I think Broadhead was lurking at the far post. Maybe it was Davis coming in. Yeah, I think I thought Davis, he was trying to he had a bit of time, didn't he? When he when he's got the ball in that position, when he's looking up, he was kind of trying to work out who to play it to in the end. It's a bit of a dinked kind of cross, which I guess takes the power off the ball and the daffo does well to get up and head it to the keeper's arms. But I, I think he was trying to pick out the uh, uh the far post but but superb play before that to get forward and you know that's what Donatigan gives you we know he's such a good one-on-one defender they previous managers have said he's probably the best defender at the club but it's great to see that you know maybe not in previous seasons he never got forward as much never had that end product in his locker but but this season certainly he's kind of moved that on and advanced in and, and like you said it, it's great that when you know Clark drops out and we have what I guess we would all call a less attacking fallback in the side, we're still creating as much and we're still getting forward as much down that right-hand channel.
3: Absolutely. And M- Michael Warner says he thought JD played really well tonight, covering across the back line and getting forward to help out and attack. And yeah, Lee's in agreement, although his cutbacks from the byline, very rarely found a yeah. sound player. That is a fair comment, but hey, he was getting into the, into the right positions. And with Burns there, I think he finds it slightly easier to know where to cut the ball back to. Whereas Jackson as fantastic as he is. He's a little bit more random, isn't he? A little bit more off the cuff um, than, than Wes Burns. Obviously scoring early. One of the benefits of that is Accrington drags up the pitch. And quite often we were being quite slow and considered and we were being pressed in possession, playing out from the back. Um, But Accrington, did, to be fair, have their moments as well. There was a, a decent free kick from quite quite far out that Walton holds. Um, in the 34th minute, Ladapo has a smart sort of toe-poked effort saved by Jensen after a nice little run from Chaplin of the number 10. Um, we, we're actually nearly caught out on the stroke of half-time. Mancini, um, lively Mancini, wore his socks low and black boots as well. So clearly a player. Nutmegs Wolfenden and tees up Presley and his shot. Not sure if it took a slight deflection or whether Walton tipped it over, but um, he then had to hold on to another long-distance shot. It's all going on in the first-half injury time. We break. Leaf Davis, excellent ball, really well cut out by the defender, Harvey yeah. Rogers, and then a fantastic little bit of play. Um, but Chaplin's just straight offside. Um, was it, it was Jackson again. Well, it was Luongo, played a lovely ball in behind, and the –
2: Cut back across. Jackson cuts it back across. Yeah. And Chaplin's just gone offside. Yeah. We kind of, we kind of switched, not switched off, but there was a 10 minute spell, wasn't there, from sort of 30 to, well, I guess the the last 15 minutes of the half, maybe from 30 minutes to 45, where, Mm. yeah, Accrington, they never really looked like scoring that much, but they kind of got themselves in a couple of good positions, had a couple of efforts from range, like you said. And I think we were all discussing it in the Telegram group that, you know, the second goal would be absolutely crucial to completely, completely kill them off. And yeah, if that, if that Chaplin goal had been given, then that would have absolutely been game over at half-time. But just a quick word there for what you said, that ball from Davis that he played in just before the yeah. disallowed goal was an absolutely peach of a cross, wasn't it? One of those where you're just dying for the centre forward to absolutely throw himself with a, with a diving header and get on the end of it. So, unlucky with the with the Chaplin effort ruled off for, for, for offside. Had that gone in at 2-0, it's, it's completely game over. Um, and I guess maybe that gave back a little bit of hope going into the second half, given they'd had a, a fairly decent, without creating any chances of, of real note, like we said, the free kick and the, the one from range, the one Walton tips over. I, I didn't think we were Overly uncomfortable. Maybe we just kind of took our eye off the ball for the last 15, 10, 15 minutes of the half.
3: Yeah, but I, overall, it was fairly good, wasn't it? I think mean, we've got high standards now, haven't we? We expect to be two or three nil down against these teams at half time, but it, it's not always going to happen, Seb, especially on quite a dodgy pitch as well.
2: Yeah, it's not looking great, is it the pitch at the moment? Every time I log on the iFollow or make my monthly trip to Portman Road and see it, it's, it's it's yeah, it's coming up quite badly, isn't it? We've been spoiled recently, haven't we? You know, we've had 4-0 against Forest Green, 4-0 against Burton, 4-0 against Morecambe. So I guess against these kind of sides, we are expecting it to become the, the run of the mill. We were obviously, you know, playing out from the back to try and draw them up the pitch and then look to use Jackson's pace, especially as an outlet in that right hand channel to 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 break on them. I thought it was a very comfortable, professional first half performance and she kind of got the impression that if we needed to we could have really kind of looked stepped it up again yep. um but if we, we didn't need to in the first half it was comfortable we got the goal relatively early and we kind of were able then to to play out the rest of the half in, in total control and then yeah look to to build again going into the second half and i don't know why do you think they changed this round you know surely the managers have seen recently how good we've been when sides have swapped us and we attacked the north the north stand first i, I thought that was a really weird thing to do given did they, how did
3: they definitely change us round, Seb
2: oh I don't I, pre- I presume so yeah I wasn't paying that close to detail why do you think I suppose we wouldn't
3: now? warm up we wouldn't warm up in our half would
2: we if... no yeah I. yeah it just seemed a strange thing to do given you know John Coleman's a very experienced manager. They'll have watched plenty of our recent games and seen how we have been relentless. If you think of Morecambe and Oxford and the likes and, you know, mm. against the, the the sides that have switched us around, it was a really strange decision to make. I, I don't know, there must have been a reason for them to do it. But yeah, yet again, it's, it's back five.
3: Yeah, maybe it's just because they know we don't like it. I think Wolsey showed his hand a little bit on Saturday. by. <laughs> yeah, he did yeah. He, he did look visibly annoyed that they'd switched us around. Um, but there you are. I think it's maybe just something that you do if you win the toss away from home, especially when you've only got 49 away fans. Although fair play <laughs> to them, um, but yeah, not much of a, not much to suck the ball in the net for them in the second, in the first or second half. Um, and the second half starts with a little bit of um, Christian Walton dodginess, doesn't it? He sort of gets couldn't couldn't find his pass and ends up just giving it away. A few groans from the from the home crowd there, but then. Nice little ball from um, Morsey, a nice diagonal positive forward pass from him to Jackson. Lovely little chest down. You can tell that Jackson's full of confidence. Um, Chaplin hits a half volley just over. You wouldn't be overly surprised to see Chaplin find the back of the net from there. Um, And then that penalty shout on 49, uh, Ladapo really pinning his man with his back to goal and seems to be pulled down. Tom Bradford thinks so. He thinks
2: it was a stonewall pen. What say you, Seb? I wasn't so sure. I think it was the old six of one, half a dozen the other, to quote Mr. Diamond, a bit of both. He's, he's backing in, isn't he? And, you know, I always kind of look at the players' reactions around the fouled player to gauge the the seriousness of it. And we didn't really, I don't think, appeal that much. So that obviously puts his arms up to ask the ref a question. But I think it would have been harsh if that, if that had been given, if that's Burgess against somebody in our box and that's given, I think he'd be pretty, pretty angry, to be honest
3: fair enough fair enough and there was a, there was a couple of little decisions that went against Jackson in the second half that Matt Holland and Glenn Wheeler were incensed by, but they obviously didn't get to see the replays. I think both times it showed that Jackson actually was committing fouls there.
2: He's, yeah, I'll was... be honest. In, in real time, I agreed. I thought the ref was starting to have a bit of a shocker, and a, you know, typical League One ref who's making blatant errors and getting and getting things very wrong. There's one on Burgess, I thought, who kicked the ball against their, their striker, and it went out. It was obviously one of our throw-ins, but I think on on replays, a couple of them were the correct decision. So maybe I have to give the ref the benefit of the of the doubt there for once. Normally, we absolutely slate them, but yeah. I guess he did get a couple of them right
3: then. <laughs> uh, F- says now Seb's using uh, Dave Diamond's trademarks catchphrase. <laughs> was that bit of both, or was that bit a bit different- of both,
2: yeah. To quote the Ladapo penalty. I said to quote Mr. Diamond, maybe yep. a bit of both sort of lovely six of one, yeah, half, half a dozen th- the other for me.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um goal number two arrives six minutes after that penalty shout, Seb. Um, and this time it comes from the other side of the pitch, the left side of the pitch. We crying out for goals from that side. Um Last season and indeed earlier on this season, um, just nice, nice play from um, Broadhead, wasn't it? Just st- uh, ran, ran it his man. Positive gets past yeah. him, cuts it across. Luongo should have scored though, shouldn't he?
2: He should have done, yeah, head in his hands even when Jackson sort of stabs it home. He can't believe he's missed it. But Broadhead, what what a player he is! You know, he's so direct with the ball. He's always positive with it. He's looking to beat his man. He gets himself into that left hand channel, runs it to the byline, and then he just yeah goes round the guy right on the the touch line. Has the awareness to look up, pull it back. Luongo's running in, deflects off the. I think he had two deflects. I think it went off the off the defender. Then the keeper I think might have got a touch to it to tip it onto the bar. And then Jackson does well because he's he's pretty close in, and it comes back to him quite quickly and he adjusts and slams the ball home and that is then at that point complete game over. You know, Luongo, like we say, should have scored. He was absolutely excellent tonight. Broadhead was absolutely excellent as well. A goal made from those two again. And, uh, and Jackson's the one sharp. And he deserved a goal, Jackson. He I really thought he did, did play. It, didn't he? Yeah, really well. It reminded me when I went to, to turf more in the FA cup replay and Jackson kind of played as the, the outlet down that right-hand channel. And he, he runs all game, you know, even in the 75th minute, whatever it was, he's, he's back in the fullback position, you know, chasing his man back. He works so tirelessly for the team. His, his pace is such a useful weapon, a useful outlet. He works really, really hard and he fully deserved that goal, I thought. And and he reacts really well to stab the ball home. And at that point, it's game over. You know, the, the important thing then becomes the, I guess, some of the rotation. Maybe you start to think about resting players with an eye on Saturday. You want to preserve that clean sheet. That becomes the, the priority. And if you can kind of suck at in a little bit, because they, they pressed us higher, didn't they, in that first five, ten minutes of the second half. They were noticeably pressing mm-hmm. us more. So I guess we were just trying to kind of you know, play out from the back short and, and and play over the press to get in behind the getting behind the fullbacks and you know at that point turn in complete control you can kind of start to have one eye on saturday with regards to, to tactics and, and, and substitutions indeed which you've segued
3: perfectly for me there seb um 63 minutes humphreys and harness come on for the excellent luongo and broadhead i think luongo is still probably man of the match um I suppose it probably be unfair not to give it to Jackson in the end, but I thought that was a fantastic hour of football from Luongo um, and, and Broadhead as well, just so positive.
2: It was hard to choose, but I'd give it to Jackson, given he was on the pitch for longer, I guess. But yeah. yeah, Luongo was was absolutely superb. I was quite glad when I saw Humphrey stripped off and assumed he was coming off because you know he's, he's not played a lot of football recently since he joined mm. us. You know, I think he's, he's barely played in the first half of the season, and with the games coming up, we're going to need him in the middle of that pitch away at, at Bolton and away at Barnsley in a couple of weeks' time. So I was surprised to see him start, and I was quite happy given when he came off at 60 minutes, he was excellent for the time he was on the pitch. But get him rested, you know, in preparation to go again at the weekend.
3: Yeah, definitely. He's he's going to have to put an absolute shift in on Saturday, isn't he? But are you feeling like such a positive Luongo getting into the team, especially ahead of this big game? It feels like Bolton away, you're a lot more comfortable going into that with Luongo in there alongside Morsey. Dare we say it, maybe
2: even more so than you would be if it was Evans and Morsey. I think so, because he adds that. Kind of uh, Evans is a physical player, but Luongo just seems to he, he combines the physicality with the, with the the ball control he, he's like a, a Luca. He, he just never gives the ball away, does he you know you can roll Ireland to find him in any kind of situation he'll retain the ball he'll play the simple pass he'll he'll you know knock the ball off quickly to a a full back or to morsey. Morsey seems to have you know been he, he's kind of been playing I know he's had the the suspension hanging over him. I think they said on Cocom tonight he's not been booked since the Cambridge game. So he's had a bit of a, uh, a tightrope suspension-wise over him because he, you know, if he gets booked, he's too much missing. We have got some big games coming up, and we didn't have any bodies in the in the squad to replace him. But he just looks like he's kind of, you know, been freed up a lot by Luongo coming in as well. He's playing noticeably deeper. Luongo's definitely the box-to-box option, as seen by the the, the the second goal when he gets on the end of it and hits the hits the crossbar. And yeah, going into these big games, I really like Cameron Humphreys. I think he's going to be a superb player, but I think he's probably played a bit too much football from where, you know, they would want to in his in his development so far. And we have seen at times when you go away to these kind of sides like Bolton, like Barnsley, Shrewsbury's not going to be easy either. But you can sometimes get physically bullied by teams. You know, Wednesday did it to us a little bit. And I just think if you've got Luongo in the middle alongside Morsey, you're adding the experience, the nous the physicality, and you're getting more out of Morsey. So I think it's a a, a total win-win scenario Evans gives you the set-piece threat and that big switch out to the full-backs um, which Luongo probably doesn't give you yeah Michael Um, Warner
3: says that we still miss Evans' crossfield passes yeah it does it gets the ball out to to Davis and Burns and, and Jackson just that little bit quicker doesn't it but Luongo just controls the controls the game and the tempo slightly better
2: yeah, definitely. And for me, Data, Evans hasn't quite been as, you know, the first half of the season superb. He gets the injury against, was it Derby in September, October time, misses 10 games or so. He's not quite been at that same level since he mm. came back again. Um, so yeah, going into these difficult away games, I really wanted Luongo to be fit for the Sheffield Wednesday game at Port yeah. Portman Road because I knew what a big side they were. And it was a bit gutting when the team sheet came out because we all kind of figured he would feature having been not played against Burnley in the, in, in the midweek tie. And when he was missing, I thought that was a blow given their physicality. So I'm, I'm really glad going into these difficult away games that he is going to be available.
3: Absolutely. But Humphreys has still got a part to play, hasn't he? And he almost scores with his first touch after some more uh, Chaplin magic. He nutmegs his man. That's probably the nicest bit of play from Chaplin tonight. Excellent low cross again from from Caden Jackson. Reaches Humphreys at the back post, but he just misses a target. Goes for top corner, doesn't he? Um, Oh, was that Humphreys?
2: I thought that was Davis. Oh, okay. I didn't realise. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, the commentary was saying that it was Davis. Please correct me if if I'm wrong in the comments, but I'm fairly certain. Ah, the, uh, okay. the, the camera went to Humphreys, and on on second viewing, I'm pretty sure it was Humphreys.
2: Uh, okay, I missed that one. Okay,
3: so that might be the eye follow camera tricking me there. Uh, uh, Davis and Adapo then come off. Um, Clark comes on at, at left back. Hurst comes on at centre forward. Um, And in the 84th, not much happening at this stage. We're just sort of seeing the game out at 2-0. Carl Edwards then comes on for Chaplin uh, on 84, as we mentioned. It didn't always come off for Chaplin, but a a lively display from him. Game is petering out um, until Accrington reduces him in injury time. And now, unless um, Rich Woodward's joining us, um, and hopefully will soon, uh, I think we're struggling a little bit with this one, said, because this was um, this took place while there was a little bit of a video outage over at Stockley <laughs> Park with the iFollow. Um, we we lost pictures momentarily, but I think what we saw was Carl Edwards playing playing Clark in behind, and Clark just showing a real good turn of pace. And the goalkeeper Jensen comes flying out and wipes out Clark. Clark has maybe overran the ball a little bit, but I think he saw Jensen coming. Jensen sent off and is replaced by quite a short-looking goalkeeper. He was small. Seb. Yeah, um, I thought that. I issue think the was... first thing we saw was the goalkeeper running quite awkwardly over to the goal, um, and Carl Edwards standing over the free kick. Seb, I mean, we've seen Chaplin score a free kick direct at that end this season. We've seen Broadhead score a free kick at that end. We saw Leif Davis score a free kick at the other end. So that's it. That's it's now four players that we've seen strike free kicks when I don't think I'd ever seen Harlebers take a free kick before.
2: No, similar to Broadhead against Sheffield Wednesday, wasn't it? It's one of those where they're standing over the ball, and you're thinking, okay, I've let's see what they can do because I've, like you said, I've never seen him take it before. Really, really happy for for Carlos. I really like him as a player. You know, if if Chaplin had been on, if Broadhead had been on, if Davis has still been on, there's no way he gets to take that free kick. So yeah, he did well to put the ball through for Clark to run onto. So he's involved in the the sending off, and he gets his rewards. It's a lovely free kick. I've I've, I've seen on Twitter. There's someone's filming it from the uh, uh, from Churchman's, and it's 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 right in the top corner. The keeper is right in the middle of the goal he doesn't look to go one way he's just kind of beaten by the fact it's you know proper proper top bins and it was an excellent strike from edwards and the icing on the cake wasn't it because you know we we played really well professional performance professional job and it just adds another kind of tick in the momentum box and a tick in the positivity box going into these these difficult away games you know we we, we sat here after Sheffield wednesday at home and bristol rovers kind of lamenting thinking auto autos are gone it's going to be the playoffs and in the last 5 last month or so the last 3 4 weeks we've we've clawed back half the deficit to Plymouth uh okay tonight we, we we kind of hoped it would be even further but they they got out of jail against derby and and, and now we're going to these difficult run of games now we've had our easy run we've performed as we should have done we've kept a lot of clean sheets we're scoring a lot of goals so that it can only be positives and, and delighted for kyle was that he's got involved with that because i always like him as a player you know mckenna yeah. always seems to find space on the bench for him he's one of those that is you know no matter how many changes are made to the starting 11 he will always feature on the bench regardless of of who's dropping in and out and i'm really happy for him to come on and. And, you know, get that, get that goal. It was a, an excellent free kick and, and like you said, the icing on the cake.
4: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
3: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. A participating restaurant's 18 plus serving times. delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you and are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US australia or amsterdam for the price of an itfc match program each month you can subscribe to nordvpn and have access to these great services to get the best discount off your nordvpn plan head to nordvpn.com slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast description there's no risk with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process Ben
3: Reed was at the game. He says he wasn't convinced by Harness. won't go into too much detail about him, but do you think maybe with Edwards now full of confidence after scoring that goal, he might be the attacking option to come off the bench at Bolton
2: if we're needing a goal? But he's a game changer. That's what I like about Edwards. Edwards is a game changer. You know, Harness, you kind of know what you're gonna get. And I don't think Harness is great when he comes into games. I always think he's so much better when he when he starts. He seems to take a bit of time to get up to the the tempo and the pace of the game. I know it can be difficult when you're two or three up and you're coming on because the subs tend to tend to kill the game a little bit, don't they? But but for me, yeah, he's always better as a as a player that should 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 always start. I don't think he should always start a game. I mean, he's better as a player who who starts from the ninety minutes, and he, he tends to struggle when he gets into you know into into games and gets up to the the, the pace and the tempo. Edwards for me is a, is a game changer. If you're looking for something, you know, someone who can go either side, beat his man, use either foot provide a, a magical moment like he did against Cambridge where he you know he cuts in from the byline and it's a cross come shot and for me you should always be on the bench because you want your bench to be game changers and I guess if you're you know if you if, if you're away from home and you're struggling throw somebody like that on who just brings chaos with them who the opposition are going to struggle to know what to do with then it's a very useful uh, uh, a bit of armory in the in the locker isn't it
3: it is indeed um, and good timing here from Mr. Rich Woodward, are you thaw- thawing out,
0: Rich? My class is an issue, I think. <laughs> Apologies if they steam up. How are you guys doing?
3: Yeah, very well, thank you. We're, we're nice and warm and cosy. We we enjoyed enjoyed the game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> How was it from um, your perspective, Rich? We've, we've literally just talked about Carl Edwards' goal uh-huh. um, and potentially Edwards' Being the bench option, come well, yeah, the more likely option coming off the bench than Harness after those late cameos tonight.
0: Yeah, I feel sorry for Harness. Um, It's not working for him right now. I'm not sure if he's trying too hard. A bit of a cliche, but it appears like he's trying to overcomplicate things a little bit, um, and he just hasn't had. He needs to be in the team when he's got Clark bombing on or Jackson pinging in crosses that he can tap in because. He just needs a goal, I think, to get some confidence. And yeah, nice goal for Edwards, wasn't it? Um, We were all sort of saying, get it on target. I mean, uh, how old was their keeper? He subbed on, he looked like he was 12. Uh,
3: They were saying on commentary that he's been in this position a few times before. I think that was his fourth appearance. And I think they might have all come after uh, Jens has been sent off. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, the kit looks a bit big for him, didn't it?
0: it looked uh, yeah he looked very small as well so you know perfectly placed but um yeah not a, not a great situation for a goalkeeper to come into it, especially an inexperienced one like that but yeah job done tonight wasn't it um good professional performance um I, uh, something that I, I i wanted to mention was fair play big praise for Kieran McKenna um a lot of people getting all excited over the, and, and you know, the results over Christmas, New Year weren't great, all these draws, um, but a lot of people overanalyzing, being particularly critical of the way that we were approaching these games. And I think here on on this channel, we were particularly consistent that if any manager or coach can figure out a strategy to start to beat these teams, it's Kieran McKenna. And the last four matches have proven that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how we evolve to play Bolton on Saturday, who will definitely want to attack us and will not sit in. But you know, there were people nervous tonight. There were people nervous on the Telegram group, and and I'm sitting there thinking, no, what have you have you not seen the last three weeks? We've we've figured this out now. Yes, it's coincided with the likes of Broadhead coming into the team, Clark coming into the team, but that's by design by McKenna. McKenna, those targets were acquired some time ago. The signings took uh, you know until January to happen, and. I think we are attacking teams much quicker. Play, you know, being able to bring on Jackson tonight and try and get him in behind down the right hand side worked work to treat. Um, but we've we've slightly tweaked things tactically. It's clear that we're we're trying to attack and be more direct, a lot quicker, and it's working for us. And yeah, I'm really pleased to see the turnaround in form in, in these types of games now because we we look confident, and that confidence now grows into these more tougher fixtures where again on paper it's it's a football match isn't it rather than a kind of a game of chess which sometimes the likes of Burt and the likes of um of Akrinton are um but yeah I just wanted to shout out McKenna because um it's easy to forget um given how a great job he's done for the last year or so that he had a bit of a a few questions asked of him and I think he's answered them with flying colors
3: absolutely rich and while we're doing shout outs let's let's shout out David Bergen evening guys sorry I'm late uh we've got ian Barron here our favorite um darlington fan as well he says that it's it's minus six through the night in Darlow tonight it must have felt felt like it was minus six in the north stand tonight rich standing on that concrete
0: yeah i my dad said you have have you double socked it and i was like no and i'd got i got vans on and i thought do you know what i'll, I'll be fine because i've got the walk home but i was jogging on the spots towards the end but you know <laughs> what's what you got to do Mikey I've got to put a shift in do you know what I mean and I've got to yeah, yeah. run do, up the hill it. for you guys <laughs> absolutely Ma-
3: Mass Luongo energy from Rich oh, how tonight. good was he was good he was fantastic wasn't he probably man of the match um uh, if he thank you David if he stayed on the pitch a bit longer yeah big thank you to David for the five euro uh super sticker hope you had a fantastic time first ever visit visit to Portman Road at the weekend I hope you really enjoyed your stay in Ipswich um We'll come back to a few more comments. Let's, let's have a look at the other results, shall we? Because we haven't really... Oh, no, do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the time of um, clipping this, Plymouth were 2-1 up to Derby. And that is, unfortunately for us, how it stayed. Derby took a first half lead through Mendez Lang and Plymouth turned it round midway through the second half. Didn't they sir?
2: Yeah, frustratingly, I mean, I've I've seen the clip back for the for the winning. I think it's a deflection for the equaliser, and then a uh, uh, a soft penalty. Having seen the, the the clips of it on Twitter for the for the winner, and yeah, like I say, you know, that's one down. They've got Barnsley at the weekend, and then their run, like Ben and the guys were discussing on Sunday, their run does get pretty straightforward. It's kind of a similar run to what we've just had. So fingers crossed, Barnsley can do us a favour. You just kind of do feel sometimes maybe. You know the stars are aligning. It's a lightning in the bottle season, and no matter what gets thrown at them, they will manage to to, to get across the line.
3: Indeed, and Barnsley—they're still hot on our heels. Rich, just a solid routine win over a a, a, a decent Portsmouth side.
0: Yeah, but I, I guess on a Tuesday night, if your Portsmouth was nothing really to play for, it's difficult to get yourself up for it. And Barnsley, as I, as I was saying before, Barnsley have just. Got this confidence about them now, haven't they? it's mm-hmm. Bloody annoying when you look at your phone when there's a break in play and you. you know, at that point, it was Plymouth nil nil and Barnsley. I think we're already two 0 up or something stupid like that. You were kind of hoping for favours and yeah, Portsmouth probably. There's a lot of teams in that fixture list there today. Portsmouth, I'd include in that. You've got nothing to play for already. So long, odd trip for them on a Tuesday night it doesn't necessarily surprise me that Barnsley um, got the win there.
3: Indeed, a big game down the a couple of big games down at the bottom, ending in draws. There, Cambridge one, Morecambe one, Cheltenham nil, Lincoln nil. Uh, Peterborough sort of kept their slim playoff hopes alive with a two-one victory over Shrewsbury. That probably ends Shrewsbury's hopes, and Wickham right back in it now in the hunt for sixth spot. I suppose you'd say they've closed the gap on Derby, haven't they? If we look at the the league table now. Um So, yeah, the good news is we're now only five points off Leaders Sheffield Wednesday, Seb.
2: True. I mean, the 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 played column might have something to, to do with that. Yeah, I think we're all agree now that Wednesday are going to win the league. I can't see any other any other result, and we're in a shootout with Plymouth to get to get second. I think. I didn't realise how close Wickham had kind of closed the gap. Derby aren't in a great run of form, are they? So yeah, they're four po- Wickham are four points behind them with a game in hand. So I don't know if they've got to play each other at some point, but Derby are the ones starting to kind of drop out of it a little bit. A couple of weeks ago, I thought that that the top six was set. You know, I just thought it'd be a case of trying to work out who finishes. Wear, but it has opened up slightly in the last sort of 10 days to two weeks or so and Wickham will definitely have one eye now on gate crashing and, and, and Derby seem to hopefully they'll continue this dodgy run of form until we can go there Absolutely we can
3: still do it they can't be
0: rich I don't know Mikey I was, I was really hopeful for tonight I really was the only thing I can clutch at in terms of straws for Plymouth is um they will run into, they will stumble somewhere. There will be a draw where they should have won, or something like that, and and which none of us, any of us, expected. You know, teams will drop points between now and the end of the season. You just got to hope they keep doing it. But I, I think maybe the issue for us really is expecting Plymouth to drop points at home. It's just not going to happen. Mm. Um, such a long old trip, you know. And we know to our, you know, to our benefit that people, you know, Paul Accrington fans, like fifty nine of them tonight. Um, that's a long old trip to make on a te- cold Tuesday night, um, and I think similar there. If 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 you're going to down to Plymouth, that's a slog that is. So we have got to hope for favours when, when Plymouth play away. I think more than anything.
3: Yeah, the, uh, Mark Martin's got a, a point sort of against that a little bit. Positives in the run in versus Plymouth's last five game for us will probably be a big against mid table teams. Whereas Plymouth have teams trying to avoid relegation. So if we can stay within three points, the the chance is still there. But the only way we're going to be able to stay within three points is if we win at least at least two of those big away games, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have to go to but I think we have to win at Bolton Percy. I know they've got Barnsley, Plymouth mm-hmm. have got Barnsley at away at the weekend, but there are other away games, you know, you're talking Exeter, uh Shrewsbury, uh Morecambe, these are these aren't games that are really going to I I know some of the sides might be scrapping for relegation and you never know what can happen when, you know, pressure kicks in and and sides are trying to scrap it out, but I don't know. I just the, the more the season goes on and the more we joke about there outperforming xg massively they they're going to win something in the 94th minute from 30 yards out you know the more it continues being the norm like me and rich discussed on a, one of the pre-match shows recently the more you do just kind of think maybe that the stars are aligned and it is it is destiny that no matter what they'll be going up second this season i don't know long way to go 11 games to go for us both but yeah i think if they get past saturday then they will have eyes on you know on the prize given the the relatively straightforward nature of the in for them but all we can do is look after ourselves, like Matt Holland kept yeah. saying on the co-coms, you know, all we can do is look after ourselves. I think we need to go to Bolton and win. I think we need to follow that with a good result against Shrewsbury. And then you've got the two big back-to-back against Derby and uh, Derby and Barnsley, where I guess if you come out unbeaten from those two games, that's not going to be that bad a result. And then our fixtures will settle down a little bit going yeah. into to Easter and stuff. So yeah, we can only do and what mad, we can do. mad with...
3: things always happen over that Easter weekend, don't they? When yeah, very true. It's sort of a, t- a two-game two game weekend almost, isn't it? And yeah, yeah there's true. always yep. there's always drama, crazy results, and things like that. Like uh, just an example off the top of my head from the championship was when Wigan went to Leeds and won there, and then all of a sudden that completely changed the championship promotion picture that season, didn't it?
0: Uh, and we we know to, as well to our cost that there are teams in mid-table who are uh, or te- slightly lower to get themselves saved by Easter, Mikey, and then. Have home games and have nothing to lose, and just yeah. stumble across a, a you know ping a shot or free kick in, and the teams with stuff to hold on to will start getting nervous. That that mm. will happen. You know, we mm. hope that that goes on as long as it can, like till the last day. The thing that I keep seeing mentioned as well is like, oh, are we going to raise ourselves to the playoffs? At the moment, if we get automatics, that's amazing. That is. That is a huge turnaround in our fortunes. All of us expect to finish in the playoffs right now. You know, we hope for more. And mathematically, and, you know, there's as Seb said, there's a lot of play- football to be played. It could be more than that. The idea that I think... We'd be surprised by the outcome of being in the playoffs, though, and therefore not be motivated to do it. I think if you keep winning, if you get a taste of possibly chasing down that second spot, I think that's that's a strong incentive to say, right? Well, you've you're clearly the third best team. Prove it in the playoffs. You know, hopefully, you've beaten a Bolton, Bolton or a Barnsley along the way as well. I mean, that's massive, as Seb said. Anyway, psychologically, frankly, more than anything, you know, I know it keeps the the, uh, the dreamer of automatic the lie but psychologically ahead of inevitable play or well, not that's the wrong word you know what i mean likely yeah. playoffs you want to have taken points off those teams and be like them, like away. we did
3: in like we did in 2000 right exactly right yeah, yeah. yeah. and so, and not like we did in 2015
0: spot on so i i, I think psychologically we'll be right I, i'm pretty confident it's it then comes down to the kind of lotter of it but yeah, it'd be great if we could do to avoid it altogether, wouldn't it?
3: Indeed, let's dip dip back into the these comments again. Luke Thornley says he's been critical of Jackson this season, but fair play, he was excellent. There's been a lot of love for Jackson tonight. Um, Rich, one of his one of his best performances, but then maybe also Seb, one that we've come to expect when he slots
2: in over there on the right. He's excellent in that right-hand channel, I think. I go back to, to Turf Moore, to the Burnley replay. He was an outlet all game there. He was superb, as he was tonight. Fully deserved the goal. And, yeah, I think he's kind of reinvented himself. That's definitely his position now, isn't it? You know, he's not going to be a number nine unless we have a, a ridiculous injury crisis. He's going to play in one of the two wide positions. And on the whole, his decision-making tends to be pretty decent. You know, he gets the assist tonight for the first goal for Broadhead. When he, when he gets in behind the fullback. he's always looking up. And, okay, sometimes the, the final delivery isn't there. But he's definitely improved. In that aspect of his game, and yeah, a really useful squad player, squad player. I, I was surprised to see him start. I thought Burns and Clark would continue to build their relationship after the, the weekend before these these bigger games. But I guess with Jackson in that role, you know, he's never going to let you down. And that searing pace can, you know, absolutely terrify defenders.
0: I just got Rick Astley in my head now. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, Mikey. I, that is the kind of performance I'd expect from Jackson. Now, to be honest. Um, mm. it's it's funny and this is going to sound like criticism which it really isn't i thought jackson and dynastien were really good tonight um putting really good performances but you can see why clark and burns start ahead of them um certainly clark dynastien had a great game and 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 was busy along the back line which was great um Mm. but clark is just so much more incisive and quick you know i was talking when i stuck when i came in about the incisive attacking Clark really, really drives us forward down that. Yeah, right
3: he side. he adds he adds pace, doesn't we? When, he does. when we have um, Clark in addition to Burns or yeah. Jackson, suddenly we're really quick down that right hand side. It's intense, that, isn't and it? And that's the weapon, isn't it? Whereas yeah. we're on the left hand side, slightly more class at the feet of Davis yeah, and, and Broadhead. broadhead. So yeah, so that that's a really nice balance to strike, isn't it? And when Danasian plays. We're more solid defensively, arguably, and maybe slightly better decision making, better link up with Burns. But yeah, Clark, Clark and Burns is probably the one that we go with on on, Sat- on Saturday, right? Yeah. There's a question here, so maybe a game for Danasian again. But I don't, I don't know. I, I I don't feel like we can afford to be pragmatic against against Bolton. I think we just have to go for it, don't we?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think the only way for me. Um, that Dinassian plays as if Davis can't make it. Um, I, I, I was surprised to see him start tonight, to be honest. He, Um and there were points where he looked injured on the pitch tonight as well and carried on so I'm um, pleased that he was subbed in the end but yeah, I, I, for, for the reasons we just talked about, you've got, you've got to play Clark and hopefully Davis is fit as well and he's a threat down the other side as well so yeah, structurally, we're really sound right now so I wouldn't be changing it too much and I'd, I'd be big him I'd read bringing Burns in too there's too many B's in there I
2: yeah. think we have to go and attack these sides don't we that's when we're at our best you know top scorers in the league some of our attacking players are absolutely superb and, and too good for this division so I, I wouldn't want to see us you know change anything and sit back against the likes of Bolton and Barnsley and, and Derby on the horizon I think we need to go there not worry about them put out our strongest attacking side and, and, and go for it because that's when we're at our best when we move the ball quickly when we attack with intensity and pace and, and, and wave after wave
0: great
3: uh, Nathan oh. Hall, thank you very much. Good day, Nathan. Seven, thank seven, you. Seven, seven dolliery doos, ninety nine. Thank you very much, <laughs> Nathan. Uh, Martin says eleven wins is one hundred and two points. Surely that will be enough. <laughs> and I think David Bergen also says, do you think we'll stay unbeaten now until the end of the season? Uh, <laughs> we can hope, can't we? It's but I think it's, but... it's not. It's not it's impossible, not, but it's,
0: it's a bit improbable. Yeah. 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 Yeah, probably the game that we expect to be the most, the most confident in is the one we'll stuff up, and but yeah, <laughs> I mean it'd be great, and it's the kind of run that we need to put, you know, a burley esque ninety-seven, ninety-eight run, isn't it, Sam? I'm trying to think yeah. that that was the second yeah. half of the season where we yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: signed Jono and it all goes oh, all goes yeah. amazing, lift off, yeah.
3: Mm. That stretched from way back as well, did that that stretch from about November time in in ninety-nine, two thousand when we were in the playoff positions and i think it might when we were in the automatic positions and i think it might have happened again in 2004-5 we had bad marches i believe uh, I we, remember definitely that, yeah, bad, the... we definitely had a bad march in 2000 um I think it might have been when Coochie was injured as well in, in 2004. Yeah, five. Watford and QPR. Those back back games,
2: QPR and Watford. Yeah, I remember that. We, we lose them on a Tuesday and a Saturday, don't we? And the, the promotion season was... I remember Portsmouth coming to us and Steve Claridge doing a job and they win 1-0. And was the Norwich game, I think, the 2-0 Ewan Roberts game? I think that was late March, wasn't it? Yeah, March yeah. isn't normally a decent... It's not normally a kind month to us.
3: No, but maybe maybe this time. Steve P says, Plymouth have six away games in their next eight. Focus on ourselves and I'm sure the door will open. Yeah, <laughs> just win the games, basically. That's that's what yeah. we've got all we got to do, isn't it? All we
2: can do. All we can do. Yeah. Uh,
3: Julian's Hook says, hope Plymouth slip up in their away game. So they got lucky with the penalty. It wasn't one. But yeah, these things happen when you're in good form like they are at home. And Nick Muller's just looking on the bright side. 12 goals in the last four games and none conceded.
0: Yeah, I've got... It doesn't a... matter
3: who you're playing against, does it? Yeah. That is fantastic little run
0: i've got to have a bit of a moan tonight uh, and uh, the north stand having absolute kittens when christian walton's got the ball at his feet as if <laughs> passing out of the back is something we've started doing tonight um i know there was a few moments i felt really sorry for walton because there's a couple at the start of the second half where he's looking for an outball and there isn't one everyone has turned their back he's mm. clearly being told to kick the ball short folks um And it's clearly a strategy to bring the opposition out there, um, out of to create space behind them. Yeah, and it's and it's gonna there are going to be squeaky bum moments there. I think Walton had you know probably one where he should have kicked the ball sooner and just hoofed it out of the way, but then he would have got criticism for kicking the hoofing the ball as well. So (laughs) yeah, I I, it really frustrated me that. I think our
3: first goal came from playing out from the back,
0: and there was a move where we went from left to right across the pitch as well, second half as well, like a few minutes after that moment at the start of the second half as well and and I'm I'm not saying don't you know you can people can see things with their eyes but I think there's we just need to be a bit more appreciative of the strategy that we've got there that this is a tactic we've been doing it constantly as well so it shouldn't surprise you or you shouldn't go oh, but also we're we're at game week 35 now. I
2: can't think of any direct mistakes we've made that no. resulted in goals from playing out from the back. So, no. okay, fair enough. Was it Plymouth or Wednesday? One of them, there was a bit jittery and they you know, they didn't look that comfortable because they were pressing us. high. I think it was Plymouth at home, wasn't it? But, you know, it's game week 35. we we've, we've seen this now for you know, twelve months of McKenna's reign and, and, and no team has, has scored directly from it. So yeah, like you say, just chill out, relax. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, really it's how it's, fun it's to how me. it's gonna be.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm not gonna pretend that what you know, Walton's distribution is is, is kind of longer kicking is maybe is not great, but ball to feet when he's close in, his short passing's totally fine and yeah, chill out. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
3: Jack Saudis says we had a lot of defending to do in the last two games, so they were good good clean yeah. sheets Burgess had another decent game yeah. didn't he Wolf- Wolfenden maybe slightly better than Saturday as well
0: yeah I, I, what I like as well Mikey there's a lot of chucking bodies in the way defending mm. that's, the, that's the real blocking shots yeah. yeah people jumping at stuff and diving in the way of stuff which which I like that's maybe what was missing a few weeks ago, a few months ago do you know what I mean like mm. we were not expecting to concede chances and it was like oh whoa whoa what's this we're being attacked here this isn't right um, so now we're getting stuck in and thrown in there. And and yes, yeah, I know that some of these moments are a consequence of us being a little bit lax passing around the back, but still.
3: Now, uh, I'm not sure what this is. I don't know if we need a bit oh, of context here from Martin. It says here Andy yeah, this, Warren won £34 million tonight.
2: On the KOA podcast, he, he's allowed to put bets on and Mark marquee sets in the odds. And he bet something like £5 million quid that we would score 12 goals in these four games. So, the Carl Edwards 94, 90th minute, whatever, 92nd minute winner. Oh, yeah. I can imagine he's in, going crazy. In, in, in the made up world of their fictitious bookies, he's made himself a fortune tonight. Yeah.
3: Well, and that's I was why. I going to say, he, if he had won the lottery, it's been a hell of a week for him. He's well, our favorite. He was in the, the Blue the KOA favorite KOA, and then he wins
2: 34 million Proves grand. it. Proves it. <laughs>
3: Lovely, lovely. Uh, just dipping back into the Walton chat. Then, Michael, when Walton goes long, we don't seem to win the ball. Set so comes back again. Better to play it short and keep the ball. Yeah, I think that's all, always the case, isn't it? And yeah. he's, he's going to be under a lot more pressure on Saturday against Bolton. There might be a couple of squeaky moments, but but hopefully we'll be able to create some good <sighs> counter-attacking opportunities for for the Dave. likes of Burns, um, and Davis running forward down the flanks by doing that. Um, but yeah, we can chat all night about the Bolton game, but we may as well hold that back until Thursday night at eight o'clock, Rich, where
2: you're going to be joined by Joe Fares.
0: Me and Fares, yeah, I've I've done a bit of squad rotation Um I, don't know if I explained
2: it. to the good people that I beat you in predictions and I received a a, a signed for letter from you <laughs> saying that my services were no longer required on the oh, show.
0: Do You know, I remember when this was the worst feature in the world, folks. It, so, it shows the the fickle fate of football fans here that suddenly it's the best feature in the world. But no, I said deserves a rest. I think he does a lot of heavy lifting behind the scenes i think you're even offering to write you know help us with some of the research anyway so yeah or or best we can do is give you a bit give give you a week off but we'll go live um eight o'clock me and joe thursday be great to have some good chat in there probably plenty of five three bants i'm sure um so if you want to reminisce about the good old days about all the stuff behind me all these memories from 20 years ago blimey uh, then join us on thursday um hopefully that'll be good fun and, and as always we'll try and inform you on bolton um so you can be prepared and show off to your mates in the pub on two o'clock on saturday
3: lovely stuff and uh are you, are you going to that one seb
2: I am. Yeah, it's far too close for me to to not be able to go to that one. So apparently it's going to be heavy snow, so that might be quite fun. But yep, I'll be there and I'll be joining. I think it's Dave and Ben on the the flagship on Sunday night, isn't it? To to give my thoughts on Bolton. Hopefully the, the the run will continue.
0: Get out the orange ball.
3: Beautiful. Yeah, orange ball time. Uh, Michael Warner says goodbye. Already late for work. Damn it. Switching blue Monday. <laughs> Sorry, yeah.
0: mate. Have a good
3: one. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. But yeah, thanks everyone for for joining and for driving the conversation with your. Excellent comments, and um, as Seb was here from the start, I'll let Seb have the final word um, before before we return before Rich returns in just a couple of days.
2: The, the The run that we had to put together is is done. We've delivered on the pitch for the last four or five games now, last three four weeks. Big test to come, big games to come, but we shouldn't fear anybody. Join Rich and Joe live on Thursday night to get the lowdown on Bolton, and as always, come on you Blues up the town.